Carl, welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast. We're going to meet in a couple of weeks in Riyadh. Uh, uh, you're going to talk about like e-commerce, the future of tech and AI. And that's what we are talking about today. The welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast. Before I tell our audience something wrong, please introduce yourself. Uh, yeah. What are you doing all the day and why are you here? Great. Thank you for having me in the podcast. And I look forward to meeting you in Saudi. It's going to be a, an amazing event. Uh, I, I personally see myself as a helping hand. I make sure that companies overcome growth constraints and optimize their way of working with smart solutions, not only artificial intelligence, but there is so much more to it. And, and in some uh, instances, we get we get stuck in a situation where we really don't know how to use these new innovative solutions. And that makes us in one way or another afraid, which makes it difficult for us to progress. So I yeah. help organizations overcome these situations, even really complicated situations where there are uh, risks in how we treat data and so on. But but how how would you how would you then help organizations to um, to understand what is important and what's not important? Let, let me give you one example because in the last like two years we had a couple yeah. of trends: uh, cryptocurrencies, Web 3.0, metaverse. Where I was like super skeptical because I didn't didn't see like the use case. Interesting technologies, yeah. but use case wise, not such a big thing. AI now, we are seeing a lot of use cases and I would say, yeah, so every retailer, every company should somehow understand how AI is going to impact their businesses. But that's my view. For companies, like all the new stuff is like uh, they are bombarded with in the media, yes. uh, even from experts like us. It's very hard to figure out uh, where they should invest uh, time in. Should should they create create the need in the next NFT for I don't know retail apes or so? Today yeah. we know was a bad idea, so there was no real sticky use case around it. But like maybe two years ago, you were uh, on a panel saying you have to invest in that. So how 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 do you differentiate? How how do you under how do you um how do you make it uh, how do you make it like measurable? To, to start with, I think that you use the word that is very true, differentiate. And and it's very much about that. And if we if we look at retail and then especially e-commerce, what we've been talking about for years is A-B testing or split testing, because we don't know. Even though we, we invent this amazing solution that we as a company personally believe in, it doesn't mean that the audience, the, the market, the consumers pick it up and agree on the same idea. And that is why whatever you do, you should not do just one thing. You should try to, to do micro impressions and track the impact of those different initiatives and see which is it that our audience if that is consumers or if that is systems or anything else, actually find valuable. But where, where, where would you start? I, you're now in this business and consulting in the consulting yes. business, helping other companies for, for decades, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> most likely. Uh, and what, what I found out is that it's easy to say, do A-B tests, do it small, yeah. just try to find out what your, what your customers want. But those new developments, new developments, like they're coming like a big wave, and it's very hard to figure yeah. out where to start. So, uh, yeah. have you seen like a smart approach to that problem? Yeah, uh, in 
in many companies, we are worried about how we treat customer data. So don't get stuck in those situations and, and try to solve this big riddle of how to actually handle this massive amount of information that you get from your consumers. So instead, try to look at like the small things to make it more convenient to touch on AI interactions, integrations in your systems and, and so on. Like, for example, just, just to make it more um, friendly in a way internally in your company, maybe the first step is to have an AI bot that is trained on all the public information on your website and see if that bot can answer some like 50% of your support questions. And like have you have you have you have you seen this already? It sounds smart. Yes. So I'm I'm running like a software vendor yeah. business. So and yeah. I would suggest our product marketing material must be like sensational. At least we believe it is. Yes. Uh, so would you believe that an AI bot trained with our white papers, our uh, document documents uh, from the acad academy, how to use Spriker, our use cases from customers? This could answer a question like, um, what are the B2B use cases Spriker can serve best in Africa? Stuff like this? Yeah. So with NLP, natural, natural language processing, the AI don't get stuck in what we talk about as FAQ, frequently asked questions. Because the AI actually understand how the sentence is built up and can extract information and, and re-present it in in a new tailored way that fits whoever the, is on the other side of that conversation. So as the AI scrape your website, you can ask the AI to create an FAQ. And with that FAQ material, it basically have the answers to the questions that are that the AI believe will be the most frequently asked questions but instead of posting them over to a, a web page that is kind of boring keep it into a conversational mode and and you will see that this is a very effective way of starting your journey towards understanding how to make it more easy for you as a, a company to work with ai from 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 like 10 companies you have advised in the last couple of weeks about this topic uh, um, how, how many have successfully um, adapted this approach yeah so this approach is uh, adapted by two companies that i've been working with and the thing is that as i say this is not going to solve your support stack this is not going to solve everything connected to support. This is basically just for your organization to, to start to understand how to have a conversation with an NLP and create your own tailored solution that fits your platform. If we then, on the other hand, talk about uh, marketing, then the marketing team can use different AI tools to actually create th the message or the messaging and the format that fits your brand and do it in, in a million different alternatives in, in no time whatsoever. And that speed things up. It makes it easier. But then at the, at the very end, it's still you who, uh, who needs to decide, okay, I, out of these 1,000 suggestions, I approve of these 100 to be used and push that out and let's see uh, what, what result we get. Yeah, so... Uh so my question I would I would have in, in, in this in this area is uh, do we have the 
culture in the companies in the western world to adapt fast enough and i give you like one example um as i said like in the in, in, in the pre-talk i'm just coming back from a conference in in germany uh yeah. where i shared like one of my main theses for uh for this year and it feels like the e-commerce companies we have uh, we have seen growing over the last 10 15 years which we all adored like the zalandos the azos the zeppos the amazons of this world seem to have like a very hard time to adapt this new technologies especially uh especially ai which led me to uh to the quote saying that uh, um the um the zalando uh zalando is like the new karstadt or like in spain zalando yeah. is uh, the new court in class just without escalators uh which created kind of a small uproar in the community because we yeah. Last 15 years, this was a company we kind of adored. And now we see yes. Chinese companies, uh, Temu, Shein, Alibaba with Trendyol in Turkey, which are so much better in adapting those approaches, especially using um, artificial intelligence in their social commerce initiatives, that yes. everything we see at our adored companies seem to be super, 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 super slow. Um what's your view here do you have a more optimistic view on our adaptability here in the market yeah uh to start with i totally agree and it's not super super slow it's at a standstill if we compare the two in their court inglés and, and similar companies for me as a consumer it looks like nothing is happening i know that court inglés is working very very much on on trying to get back on track and understand how they can interact with with the new expectations because our as a consumer i have i have more expectations on a company like Cortingles or in the in the customer journey i want to feel the support i want to feel that that the user interface is connected to me as an individual and not that I get the same product recommendations as everyone else that looked at these pair of shoes and whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And uh, just as you say, the big companies do struggle with this. And the, the solution is not to try to rebuild your current environment and launch something that is an improved platform based on your current setup because we're long gone we have passed in, in the last year the 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 speed of change have has sped up so much so what we are talking about now is is to actually have ai driven cms interactions that actually create a unique customer journey for me based on all the information that is gathered around me but that is also simulated based on the profile that I, during my browsing period at the site, start to show to, to the platform. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that. And for the for the listeners that are, that are not so familiar with Cotting Glass, Cotting Glass is kind of the Karstadt Kaufhof of Spain. Um, I would say it's kind of a it's kind of a mixture. Um, it's kind of a department. It's the main department store concept in uh, in Spain. Um, so yes. And, and yes, I I agree with your statement. It's kind of, compared to Chinese companies, it looks more like a standstill. Yep. But let's assume you're hired as a new CEO or CIO at Cording Glass uh, tomorrow. I don't know where they're headquartered, I guess in Madrid uh, um, mm. or or Mabea. Um, <laughs> so what would be your like your 
like what's kind of kind of your like 90 60 30 or 30 60 90 plan to to get to get things up to speed to change the standstill situation i would create uh, three different customer journeys uh toward three different personas uh as separate platforms and then i would say that these platforms should merge in i don't know let's say a year but for now we are developing these platforms from scratch specifically for this type of individual this persona and we are trying to to use our product data database but we are we are processing the presentation through an ai layer so that if that is the same shoe that are presented to these three different persona platforms if we may call it that uh, the ai will process whatever content it is and present it with the information that we have about that persona can, can you get a bit more into like detail what, what does it mean like three different platforms it's like a new front end let's it's not cording glass it's like let's say it's um court carl yeah like it's, yeah. it's one persona court carl yeah. dot dot es so what will yeah. it show how, how do you select the right persona yeah so i think it's based on the massive amount of information that courting glass already collect on their customers it wouldn't be too difficult to use like for example their membership club and and just yeah. see where where do we have three different segments of individuals and how can we create something that is of value not just to separate them into three different buckets but actually okay so if this is um let's say age-wise okay the, the consumers that are between 10 and 25 and then you have the consumer between 25 and 35 and then we have the 35 and up just as example um but it could also be location-wise, living in, in a really big city compared to living in a smaller city compared to living in a very small city or a town. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and yes, I understand. So separation of the personas, I, I, under yeah. I understand. But then you need like a, a different front end per persona or a different assortment or a different service or different prices. So how would you... Yeah uh prices would probably mm, we would add some sort of flexibility uh to show that we are trying to tailor something towards this persona uh the front end would be totally different but the front end would just be a layer connected to the same data in the background but we have uh let's say an interpreter in between the data and the front end that tailor the text information so that it's tailored towards this um, customer demographics or whatever we like to call it like this individual that we try to target and and we use other words we use fresh instead of nice and and things like that um and then we use other tools to to re re process images like if, if we look at sneakers again, for a younger uh, younger customer group, the photos might need some nice flashy background and the angle might need to be updated and the light needs to come from, from the angle and not just straight on. 
with AI tools, we can do this today. And we can do it on the fly. Mm. And how how much of this project can be done or decided by AI? Can can I ask an AI and, and, and say, please give me the three three main personas for caught in glass based on, on their membership card system? Can I ask something like this? Uh, yeah, definitely. ChatGPT or so? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, the importance here is to protect your information because ChatGPT, uh, as as you're probably aware of, uh, Italy banned uh, ChatGPT and uh, that was connected to GDPR. Uh, and and that whatever information you put into ChatGPT, it can be used as training data so that this information that you share with mm -hmm. ChatGPT might show up in another conversation because yep. it's being used as training data. Yeah. But as a response to this, OpenAI have said that we are in the in the autumn this year planning to launch a private mode for, for corporates so that whatever information you input can actually be deleted or mm. owned by you. Mm. And okay. uh, there is already a private mode for, for individuals in ChatGPT so that you can have a conversation that is not used as training data. Okay, and now now we we're gonna meet like um, as we said in a couple of weeks in uh, in, yes. in Riyadh and Saudi Arabia, and I guess you have uh, you have looked into some cases of the Middle East region. Do you believe or do you see that this region is more advanced when it comes to e-commerce or e-commerce related services compared to Europe? Uh, I would say that this region is more in the forefront. They don't have the the history that europe have like we were quite early in terms of adopting in, into mm -hmm. a, a digital way of life if we may call it uh, but saudi are now really really pushing on innovation i was there just a couple of weeks ago and did a keynote at the, another huge event and and it's quite amazing to see how how saudi is really empowering the population to drive innovation and that they really focus on the younger uh, younger generation to make sure that they are the leaders of tomorrow and 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 do you believe that can work uh compared to what we are seeing in western europe because what i see like in the region is that there's you have a uh, much better access to affordable workers uh um in this kind of gig economy so you have like yep. super super apps like kareem for example yes uh, um, and where you can order everything every time kind of every services yes. i'd like to have like um I don't know, a dog massage service at my home tomorrow, 10 a.m. And there might be like three people offering the service like for different prices and I can pick the one with the best reviews. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Stuff like this is not, not possible anymore in, in the most of the Western countries because of the, uh, uh, which is something kind of, something we want to uh, want to get to as a society, like mm, stable, similar incomes, but obviously it's yes. a situation that nobody wants to get to your house anymore giving your dog a massage. Which is different, no. obviously, in the in in the region or in the most most parts of the world. Do you do you think this kind of inequality, and it's not negative inequality, it's just like the pure fact that the the the, the economy is growing so fast. Um, yes. Do Do you think this uh, this this renders an advantage uh, for the region coming up with like better services, more intelligent services uh, in the future? 
yes uh of course when when it's easier to to find people that can can work with you for for whatever idea it is that you have that's gonna be a helping hand but i think that the the big difference is that the the support that companies and entrepreneurs are being given by authorities is quite different Mm -hmm. there is a tremendous support but it's up to each individual to make use of that support it's it's not that here here's a bucket of gold and now you're wealthy for the rest of your life it's here is opportunities for you to develop yourself and to make something out of it okay when it comes to ai what would you um what would you recommend a young worker today let's say two three years like uh, uh work experience could be job in content marketing could be job in product management could be developer But now AI enters the uh, the playing field. So what's your main advice here? The main advice for anyone is to start using it. And don't limit yourself to just chat GPT. Because if you if you check news, it's sort of all, all the news are about chat GPT and a little bit about image manipulation. But there are so many more tools out there that you can find value in based on what it is that you are doing if you're a philosopher or if you're a a mechanic and there are opportunities that are created every day by connecting these different tools what is what are your top three tools apart from ChatGPT and midjourney which is the image uh, um, enhancement tool you're referring to what tools are you using not on a daily basis but like from time to time so I, I do use Discord. Uh, no, sorry, not Discord. Yeah, I use Discord a lot because Discord is sort of uh, one one platform that control many platforms, uh, not just Midjourney, but many mm-hmm. other like Adobe and so on. Um, so so there are many different opportunities connected to these other platforms. And and what? Sorry, I'm not answering your question straight away. Straight away, but what I see right now is. Like, for example, the App Store that OpenAI will launch that we already see with plugins in uh, in ChatGPT. I think that this is definitely the future. We will not have to care about which tools we choose to use because the AI frontend that we choose to use will know how to connect the different tools together to get the output that I, as a, as a prompt designer, expect. So I I look at between five and eight new AI tools every day. Every day? Very, How every do you do day. that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, obviously, as a professional speaker on the topic of AI, I need to stay ahead of the game. Uh, so I, I do look into different tools every day to see where are okay, what the, was it the last week moving. give me like one just one name you say you have to look into this or that alex it, it's going to change your life okay uh so i've been looking quite much into social media engagement tools and i've been looking at uh, video editing tools uh, in the ai space and i find that super interesting uh and uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm. I will fill out the registration form like right away when you come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I started to look at Get Sleek, 
Getsleek.ai. Yeah. Okay, let me type it in here. Getsleek.ai. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that is on my to-do list for later today. So I have not actually started to to use it yet. Mm -hmm. There is another interesting one that I have on my to-do list for today, and it's nowpitchlane.com. Now Pitchlane. Yeah. I will look into that. I will put the yeah. links in the in the in the in the show note. Now Pitchlane. Yeah. Sales reps record outreach video menu. Sales pros automate rich pitchlane. <gasps> Even more yeah. bad uh, BDR uh, inbound requests on LinkedIn. Hi, 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 yeah. Hi, hi, hi. yeah. Yeah. It's uh, but, crazy. But companies are always looking to improve their sales funnel. Mm. And this is very interesting because I personally I, I believe that sales should not be done through advertising. It should be done by understanding customers and then present the need where there is a need. Yeah. Not create the need. Yeah. Got it. And, Got it. And with AI, I believe that we can analyze when the exact right time is to present the solution for that particular thing, whatever it might be, so that you add value rather than try to, to pressure your product uh, or push your product at a, a buyer. No. Okay. Got it. So, um, what's going to be your 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 main? Uh, maybe you can you can give like um uh, you can give like an outlook in what you're talking about, um in in, in Riyadh. What's what's going to be the title of the presentation we're going to hear from you in in Riyadh? Do you know already, or will this be something AI optimized title wise? <laughs> no, I I don't use AI to optimize or to create my presentation, but I do use AI to create the content, the images. Mm. Uh, and uh, when I do my presentations, I have a, a, a special style for my keynote presentations. So about 40 to 60% of the images that I use are AI generated. And, and the, the rest is real photos that maybe I even snap with my camera phone just to make it raw, more connected to reality as well. Like everything should not be perfect. Okay, but is there like one key takeaway you can already uh, you can lift here in the podcast? You will yeah. you will you will yeah. talk about at the keynote. So it's it's gonna address how to create innovation and how to uh, embed this within your um, your company's culture, and uh, just going through a different set of tools and methods to create that opportunity. Because what I have seen the last year or so is that companies really want but they are really afraid of how to use ai in their organizations okay so uh we we, we can lose some anxiety uh on ai in 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 riyadh i think it's fourth yes. and fifth of september we're gonna meet there so make sure not to not to miss carl's uh presentation and thank you for giving us uh, a head start in this topic here yeah thank you carl thank you